Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being here. God, there's so many things we can be thankful for. There's probably lots of things going through your mind that may not be giving thanks to God. It's a good thing to thank Him. It's a good thing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that through the weathers and the storms, you stay the same. Thank you, Father, no matter what comes our way, you are the great I am. Your ways are good and you don't change. Thank you that sometimes through the weathers and the storms that we face in life, we might get rusty, but your, your word never does. You said it's like a sharp two-edged sword and it separates between our flesh and our bone. It separates between our spirit and our bodies. It, it gets down deep. It goes to where it needs to go and separates. But you're also a healing God as well. You're not there to cut us up. You do what needs to be done to bring out life, bring out hope. So thank you, God. Thank you for what your word is going to bring to us today. As we read your word, as we hear your word, as we think about what's been spoken, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to speak with that sharp sword right down to where it needs to go. Let's ask that you open your heart up to him. Don't put your barriers up. Don't just switch off. If something happens or something said through this message that might twinge something or tweak something, just to say, God, I'm open. God, I'm open to you, to what you're going to do in my life, to what you're, to who you are, who you are. Just show yourself more of who you are to us today, God. Just open the door a little bit more of a crack. Just, just let's see more. We know you never change, but we don't know everything about you. And, and we could spend eternity figuring out who you are. So thank you, God. Thank you. You're good. You guys can grab your seats. Thank you, Father. So hello, my name's Adrian. If I haven't met you before. Oh, it's excellent. Uh, I was born in April. And this is my birth month. Welcome to the month of me. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just going to get myself sorted here. Why did I bring my phone? I, there was a reason why I bought my phone, reason why I bought that up here too. It was just a mess with my brother. <laughs> or maybe it's not. You, you'll find out. Our pastors are great for speaking with props. And I'm not sure if I am though. Maybe I'm not even good for speaking with words. Here we go, paper. Paper's good. Paper's good. Are you good? Everyone good? Good. Kids have gone. You guys are cool, relaxed. You ready? Oh, all right, so, so God's word, right? If you've been a Christian for a while, you've probably heard stuff, you've read stuff, and, and you may see it get rehashed occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. There's probably some stories and some verses in the Bible which you hear a lot of. Uh, whether you're in church or just reading or, or on Instagram or Facebook or something, just go, there it is, like, 
the footprints. I don't know. <laughs> trying to think, trying to think of something. It's not working. Um, but um, God's word's alive, right? So, so even for those of you who were here through the first service, um, you've heard what I've had to say already. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be alive for you again in this service. All right. So for all of us, let's just like just open the door and go. Okay, I'm open, God. Just like in Easter, the tomb was open. You know, Jesus came out. We're going to speak a bit about a tomb today in, in John chapter 11. It's the story of Lazarus. Uh, so if, if you've heard that story before and that word, you think, oh man, Lazarus. I, I don't know, you might not be like me. I hope not. Uh, but I'm, everyone's like Lazarus, yeah, Lazarus, right, yeah, yeah, the dude, I know. In the tomb, out of the tomb, Jesus called him out, yep, dead, live. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be a bit ho-ho, so-so, hum-drum, a bit of the... Okay, am I labouring on that point enough? Just open your mind up, open your heart up to what God's going to say. So we're reading from chapter 11 of John. Ah, the book of John. The disciple that laid on Jesus' chest and was enjoying God's presence. There's stuff that's in John that's not in the other verses. Like this, this story is not in any of the other... Oh, gee... I always get worried in the apostles, yeah. In the other books of the apostles, I get worried when I start saying things like that, like maybe it is. But I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, So this story, because Lazarus is very close, is a close friend of Jesus. So is John. He was a close friend of Jesus as well. Um, And so was Mary and Martha. So there's Lazarus, Mary and Martha this story talks about, as well as Jesus. But it's a story of three different perspectives uh, of some stuff that happens in the Bible. And it's a, great, it's a great story, a true account of what has happened in the past. Because we tend to think, when I say story, for me, story can be anything. Like it can be true or truth or fiction. It can be, it can be anything. It could be telling me something in the past or the future. I, I love it. I love a good story. Do you guys love a good story? To me, truth can still be, yeah, okay, story. Good, good. It's truth. Excellent. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to read through this story. We're going to, we're going to explore it. Uh, and as I go, we're going to talk a little bit about what God has shown me over these last couple of weeks. And I was actually meant to speak last week on Easter Sunday. I said to Pastor Steve, I said, yeah, I'm ready to speak when you want me to speak. Because he'd asked me, have you got something to say? And I'm like, no, I not say it. Because we've been through COVID, right? I was talking about being rusty. I feel like I was a little bit rusty um, about getting up here and speaking because I've spoken with the pastors in chairs and things like that and really relaxed. But it's different when you're just the, the only person up here speaking and, and everybody is looking at me because I see you all. Some of you are asleep, that's okay. But um, <laughs> man, you put them to sleep already, dude. No. It's okay because sometimes when you're working hard, right, and you get a moment to relax, you're just like, <laughs> and that's okay, I won't pick you out. Or will I? <laughs> I see that small. Yeah, you better be careful because I'm watching. Um, all right. Where was I going? Yes, right. So a little bit rusty. So I was listening to some podcasts through the week and, and I happened to find one from Stephen Furtick. He's at Elevation Church in America. Has anyone listened to Stephen Furtick? Yeah. That's okay if you don't. That's cool. Yeah, of course, it's quite funny. He's a great, um, a, a great pastor and he speaks really honestly and openly and a lot of his stuff that he says is it's great and it's really inspired and it's amazing and so when I was listening to his recent message in in Easter and and I was amazed I was just gobsmacked I was actually a little annoyed because it's exactly what I'm speaking about today is John chapter 11 and he's talking about Lazarus coming out of the tomb um, and he's doing it really well so obviously you've taken all of my 
literature, all of my my study, and and just and produced it. And so, like, I feel like I'm ripping him off, which is exactly what I'm going to do in the next few moments. So it's 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 really cool though, because you get. I was a little annoyed, but then I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'm actually listening to the Holy Spirit. That's good. So you can be thankful that I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you can too now. All right. So here we go. John chapter 11. Uh, it starts at, in the village of Bethany, there was a man named Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. I really wish that they started with different letters because I keep getting the Mary and the Marthas mixed up. So forgive me if I say Martha instead of Mary or Mary instead of Martha or if I say Arthur and all that. Uh, Mary's the one who would anoint Jesus' feet with costly perfumes. That's actually one chapter later. Um, and, and wipe him with her hair. And one day, one day, Lazarus became very sick, to the point of death. And so his sisters sent a message to Jesus, said, Lord, our brother Lazarus, the one who you love, is very sick. Please come. It's important to note that Lazarus is not just some guy. He's just not some, you know, you can use the word random in the Bible. Because, you know, there's lots of people that Jesus heals in the Bible. Uh, jo- is it John that says that you, you wouldn't be able to write down all the good things that Jesus did. You couldn't find enough books to write them all out. Um, so he does a lot of stuff. But most of the things are from people on the street or people that he goes to. And it's the Father sending Jesus because he talks about, Jesus says that I don't, go, I don't do anything except what the Father tells me to do. I mean, that's a cool relationship right there, isn't it? To know that Jesus is only ever going to do what the Father says to do. But this is his good friend. Lazarus. So this story revolves around someone really close to Jesus. We're all really close to Jesus. I know. Can you get where I'm going with that one? <laughs> but um, this is someone, a family particularly close. Uh, so they said, please, our brother is close to death. Um, please come. It's not just a, he's got a cold or he's got a sneeze. He's, he's on death's door, knocking right there. So Jesus, when he hears this, he said, the sickness will not end in death for Lazarus. Lazarus, Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. There is something good happening out of this. Lazarus is sick and he's dying, but something good is going to happen. So it's it's funny how um, Jesus' declaration there is not just, uh, it's going to be great, everything's going to be good, going to sort it out. How are you feeling? Good, I'm good, I'm great. How's your day been? Great. How's work? Good. How are you feeling? Fantastic. It's not just a faithful statement or like a, or even a, a posturing statement like Pastor Steve's. It's not like getting him into a position. This is, is actually a statement of truth. It's, it's a declaration of what is about to come. Interesting to remember that through this whole story that Jesus made right at the start a declaration. This will not end in death, but actually in glory to God. Cool. So Jesus, uh, it says there in the next verse, it says now, for even though Jesus loved Mary, Martha, Arthur, and Martha, um, and Lazarus, he remained where he was for two more days. So, uh, and I think in a couple of scriptures later, I love having this cup of tea here. I'm just going to drink out of this. Is that okay if I'm just drinking? You guys don't have a, anyone got a coffee left over from the coffee machine? You can drink as well. Hey, there we go. Have, have friends around for a drink. Um, Forgot where I was going. Okay, uh, two more days. Thank you, Kylie. Oh, good job. Uh, finally, on the third day, he said to his disciples, "Come, let's go to Bethany." And his disciples says, "But teacher, um, they say to him, do you really want to go back there? It was just a short time ago that people in Judea were going to stone you.'" 
not a good place to go to, Jesus. You sure you want to go back there? But I'm sure the disciples were going, this is Lazarus. Why aren't you going back? Why aren't we going, Jesus? How come we're not going? Maybe it's because of the problems that he'd been experiencing there. Maybe it's because there was all this brouhaha going on the last time he was there and they were ready to chuck stones at him and kill him that he wasn't going. I think about the perspectives of people in the Bible and I I look at it and I go, what were they thinking? Because it's easy just to read it, isn't it? Just read, 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 yep, read that chapter. Tick it off on my read the Bible in a year list. Um, But let's let's listen and, and it's about, I mean, when we're reading the Bible, it's about taking a chunk and chewing on it sometimes and chewing it over, which is really good to do, which is what you're doing right now. <laughs> okay, do you really want to go back there? Jesus replied, um, so he makes this statement, which we're not, I'll read it out, but we're not going to go into great detail. He says, are there, are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day? You can go through a day without fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives you light to the, who gives, oh, I messed that up. Okay, you can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. This is the passion version, by the way. But you will stumble when the light is not in you, for you'll be walking in the dark. And Jesus says, our Lazarus, Lazarus, our friend, has fallen asleep. It's time that I go and wake him. Because remember, I said that there's going to be a good thing come out of this. Remember, I declared that at the start. It's not going to end in death. <laughs> His disciples say, well, God, if he's fallen asleep. Well, actually, it's not God. It's Lord. Uh, if he falls asleep, then he'll get better. But Jesus was speaking about Lazarus' death, and he said, guys, Lazarus is dead. Wait a second. He's dead. You just said it's not going to end in death. This is an interesting time in this Bible, um, in the Bible, in, in this story, where Jesus could have gone straight away. Because it says... Uh, uh, he actually says, and for your sake, I'm glad that it wa- I wasn't there because now you have another opportunity to see who I am. By the way, that's another opportunity for us. He's talking to us, not just his disciples. It's another opportunity for you to see who I am. Who I am. Wait a second. God, can you fix this problem? No, I'm going to show you who I am. How cool is that? Who I am. This is going to make more to you as we keep going. So that you will learn to trust in me. Wait a second. You'll learn who I am so that you can trust in me no matter what happens. So let's go. Thomas says, um, I'm summarizing. So Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Didymus, remarked to the other disciples, well, let's go so that we can die with him. <laughs> I always find that funnier. There's obviously more to it than that, but it just sounds funny on the surface. I'm sorry. It's a bad time. Obviously, Lazarus has died. So he's feeling bad. Maybe he's feeling bad because Jesus has been talking in parables again. He doesn't quite get it. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So then they arrive at Bethany. Here we go. This is, this is the crux of the story for me, which was only two miles away. Jesus was two miles, two miles away, but he decided to stay for two days. So um, this is... On the third day, however you want to work out your maths, <laughs> He's, he heard, he stayed two days, and on the third day, oh, wait, what was the third day? There's other significance of the third day, isn't there, in the Bible? The third day, it's a good band name, that. On the third day. So if we just, Jesus was two miles away, he decided to stay. Why did he stay? 
it's not just a rash decision. It wasn't just because you heard his statement, his declaration of truth that this will not end in death. And, and Jesus says in John chapter 5, earlier on, he said, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what the father is doing. So whatever the father does, the son does also. So this is not just a let's, let's sit here and play it out and we'll activate our faith and, and you know, Christianese, go for it. Let's, let's just preach it and, and what name it and claim it. I don't know what you want to call it. This is a declaration. He knows what he's doing. He's been told by the father to wait, wait. Don't go, wait two days, go on the third day. Jesus is like, I know what you're doing. Um, so he does nothing, but he's not ignorant to the pain that is happening in this situation while it's unfolding. And he's not ignorant to the grief that is happening in, these, in his friend's life, to Lazarus, to Mary, to Martha. I'm sure he's aware of what it's doing to his disciples as well. Like, we know this guy, why aren't we going? So even though he does nothing, he's not doing nothing. He's not without a plan and a purpose in this or for what is about to happen. He knows what's going on. He's listening to the Father, which is a good thing because it, in moments of trouble and, and strife, I'm glad that someone is listening to the Father for me. I'm glad that there is someone in heaven right now and someone with me who is keeping an even keel and, and, and is aware of what's going on. Right. Right, so Lazarus is dead. And, and it's interesting. So what was the perspective for Lazarus, by the way? What did he go through in this situation? Because I like to see what's, what's happening. What was happening in Lazarus' mind? Because when, when his sisters sent the message to Jesus, it wasn't long before he passed away. He actually, he was, I'm sure they would have said, we've sent message to Jesus. He's coming. Which is a good idea, by the way, wouldn't it be? Like, we know a guy... Uh, who, who, who does miracles, uh, and we've seen him heal people, and he's opened blind eyes. He, he's, he's people who were paralysed, he's been walking again. Um, he does amazing things, and we've seen him do great stuff. Uh, you know, Lazarus, we've asked Jesus to come. He's coming. So Jesus, Lazarus, I'm getting Mary, Martha, Jesus, and Lazarus mixed up. But he's, I'm sure through to his dying breath, he was waiting for Jesus. This, to me, is a difficult part of the, of the story. Why? Why does Jesus tarry? Why does he wait? I know he's got a word from the, from the Father. So then why is the Father asking him to wait? All I can do is refer back to the statement that Jesus says that this will not end in death, but it will give glory to God. You know, we're all going to die at some stage. This body will die. I'll be laid down, I'll go into the ground, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I'm going to pass away. My spirit won't. I'll sleep, I'll wait for Jesus to come back and it's going to happen. So that won't end in death. That will actually bring glory to God. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's actually said, said made a declaration saying, what has died is going to live again. Now, I don't know, you, you may have some darkness where you are because Lazarus died soon after the message was sent and he was in darkness for the three days after that, three days in the, in the tomb. And on the fourth day, Jesus is when he's, it says that in Scripture, on the fourth day is when he was calling him out. So in, in Jewish culture, three days, you're dead. I don't know when it happened that after, between the first and the third day, someone came back to life. I don't know, but they believe that, that the spirit 
has gone, right? It's gone to the father. You're dead, dead. <laughs> kangaroo, kangaroo head. Um, okay, sorry. Let's get back to it. So he's in, he's in darkness now, right? And, and you may have some dark areas in your life. Who, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't have some stuff that they're dealing with? But you may have some real stuff that, that is is bringing darkness into your life and into your world, into your family, into your mind. And, and you may escape it from times. You may get out of it. Lazarus didn't. He's stuck in the tomb. But you might pull yourself out of it for a fun time, for an enjoyable time, for something you take, something you drink, something you enjoy, something you do, something you work towards. But it's always there and it's coming back. And you're thinking about it right now and you're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because I've been through stuff like that. I know people who have. There is a darkness that can try to put to death areas of our life. We, we may say to God, why, why am I here? Why am I in this dark place? So that's Lazarus' perspective as well. And the darkness you're in huh, may not be what's been put upon you. It might have been your choice. You may be following something or chasing something and you found yourself in a dark place. What you were looking towards and you were running to isn't everything that it was before. It's not so shiny anymore. In fact, it's bringing darkness. But there is hope because I do love this, this story. Um, as you'll see, if you haven't heard this before, Lazarus, yep, I'll answer that call. Um, Lazarus will come back to life again and God will bring life back into your situation. And Jesus, as he went into the tomb, and he came back out again. He's been in the darkness. Jesus has been in that tomb. So, so he's in the darkness with you. As much as I wanted to call this message, you know, Stephen Furtick stole my idea. Um, it's about us being in the darkness and that Jesus is there with you. So you've got a friend in the darkness. You, someone's in the darkness with you. So there is hope. And, and it's not just because of what Jesus can do for you, but it's who he is. Because... The more we read about this, and, and I'm, I'm sure that one of the reasons that Jesus waits is so that we can see something different about God, something new about God. Like We don't know everything about God. Maybe there's something more to him than we know. And through this tough time, this, this difficult time that Lazarus went through, that you may be going through as well. Like why, God, why did this thing have to die? Why, why has this part of me died? Jesus is with you. And it may be tough, but you're going to find out something about who he is, not just what he does. Right, so let me get back to the verses. Okay, cool. Right. So now they arrive in Bethany, which is just two miles away from Jerusalem. And Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead for four days. So his spirit is left. Any hope is left. Let's put it that way. That's probably better. Any hope of resurrection has gone and it's... He's in this, the ground for the long haul. That's the way it goes. And many friends of Mary and Martha had come to the, from the region to console them over the loss of their brother. And Martha had heard, ah, when Martha heard that Jesus was approaching the village, now this is typical of Martha because she's pretty much on the ball. If you've read any of the stories about Martha, she's the one doing cooking and getting ready and, and Mary is the one at Jesus' feet. There's a story earlier where Martha is a little ticked off at Mary by not helping out in the house where Martha is having to do all the work. At this time, Martha is, is on the ball. There's, there's a, the, the funeral's going on. 
you know, they've got all these friends around, but she's let everyone know that if people are coming, let me know so I can greet them. And she hears about Jesus. And so she goes out to meet him. Mary stayed back at the house. Martha said to Jesus, my Lord, if only you had come sooner. Jesus, if only you had come. Where have you been the last four days? My brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you ask God for anything, he would do it for you. Isn't that an interesting statement? Coming from Martha, who's all about process. (laughs) Ash was talking to me in the break. He's saying, you know, hasn't Martha come a long way from being about just about getting stuff done to now she's saying, but if you say it, Jesus... I know anything can happen. Even though my brother's been in the ground for more than three days and he's dead, God will do anything for you. Jesus said, your brother will rise and live. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Hey, can you feel that if you were there at that stage, you'd be like, what is he saying? She replies, yes, I know. I know that, Jesus. He'll rise uh, with everyone else on the resurrection day. Yeah, yeah, I know Jesus. But Jesus isn't talking the way she thinks He's talking, hang on a second. He's not talking that way. He's actually speaking about this moment right now. He says, no, Martha. Jesus says, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am the eternal life. Doesn't it say that Jesus will bring life and life to the full? Yeah, Jesus, I know you're going to bring life. No, no. Anyone who clings to me in the faith, even though he dies, will live forever. Yeah, I know when we die, we're going to get resurrection. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about right now. And anyone who lives by believing in me, will never die. Do you believe this? And Martha said, yeah, yeah, Lord, I do. I've always believed that you are the anointed one, the son of God who has come to the world for us. Something has happened. She's like, oh, whoa, I've got some hope here at the moment. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't understand this. She runs back to Mary and she says, um, uh, no, Mary's friends who, wait. No, I'm back on the right verse. Sorry, I thought I missed one. Um, So when Mary, well, no, I have missed it. Okay, then she left and hurried back to her sister Mary. Now I'm back. I'm back. It's good. Um, uh, And he called her aside. She called her aside and whispered to her, The master is here and he's asking for her. So Mary heard this. She quickly got up, went off after him uh, um, because Jesus was still waiting outside of the village. He, He wants to talk to both of the sisters of Lazarus. It's important that he stops before he goes into Lazarus. He, he's talking with the sisters. I think this is so important that he addresses their questions. He addresses them. He meets with them and he talks with them before he goes and does what he's going to do. We're discovering more of who Jesus is, of who he is, and we can trust in him, not just what he does. So through the time, this time where it might be dark, you can discover who he is and you can trust in him and then see what he can do in this situation. Oh, man. So Mary's there. She says, here she is, um, Lord, if only you had been here. She Actually, when Mary found Jesus outside the village, she fell at his feet in tears and said, Lord, if only you had been here. Where have you been, Jesus? Where have you been for the last four days? My brother would not have died. When Jesus looked at Mary and saw her weeping and, and all her friends had come with her who were grieving as well, He shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. It's a very different response to Martha, isn't it? Martha, I love it how, uh, if you haven't been in this church for a little while, we've been talking a bit about the seeds in Matthew 13, 
the sower and the seeds, how we can all be different ground at times. We think, oh, no, we're not the rocky ground, how the, the seed is accepted. Like, we're not the stony ground, we're not the hard ground, we're, we want to be the soft ground, but we can all be different elements at different times in Scripture. And, and we could be a Martha or we could be a Mary. And, and at the moment we could be, oh, God, I'm trying to get all this done. I'm the one holding all this party together. I'm, I'm, I'm holding everything together. Uh, can you just help me? Just help me. And, or we could be Mary and, and just we could be a mess because <laughs> she's a mess. She just collapses at Jesus' feet. But Jesus doesn't tell her hope. Come on, I'm going to raise your brother from the dead. It's going to be okay. He's actually there with her in the moments. He's, he's, he's compassionate. He's, he's empathetic. He, he's with her. And it even says that he, he, he's moved deeply. I'm so glad that we have a Jesus who, who, is, who is with us. I know I said before that Jesus keeps it all together. He's got an even keel. But he can be more than just that. He can also be with us in the moment and aware of our emotions, right? And he's with me. He's, he's not just standing over me or he's not just a priest. He's not just my healer. He's not just my king, my rock, my salvation, my savior. But he's my friend. He's with me. He's in the dirt with me. He's got his tears mixed with my tears. He's compassionate. He's empathetic. He knows what you're going through. He feels what you're going through. This is who he is, people. This is who he is to you, to me. Where did you bury him? Is what he says. No, I'm going to raise him from the dead. He's, you know, I'm the salvation. I'm the... He said that to Martha because that was for her. For, for Mary, it's compassion. Where did you bury him? Where did you bury him? Where did you put that pain? Where have you put your grief? Where, where, where is it where you're hurting the most? Take me. Let me. Let's talk. Let's do this. Open it up. Don't, don't cover it over with a bandage. Jesus wants to be honest and real. I, I love this about Jesus. He's being honest. And so often we can try and cover it up. You know, yeah, I'm great. Let's refer to Stephen Furtick's message, okay? <laughs> you can be great in the thing you decided to talk about. Are you great? Yeah, I'm great. Great today. I wasn't five minutes ago, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. I'm great. Jesus wants to be honest with you, real, right? This is, this is an honest relationship. And we don't have to sugarcoat things with God. We don't have to, because Jesus is ready to be in the dirt with you. Where did you put your pain? Show me. Lord, come with us and we'll show you. And it says, Jesus wept. Tears streaming down Jesus' face. This is the saviour. This is the king, right? This is also a human being, I know. So he has emotions. And, and I try to overthink this and overcomplicate it. But Jesus is crying. The son of God is crying for his friends who have been through stuff. And huh, I can't help but think, is he... Is he oh, I don't think he's conflicted because <laughs> he's following what, you, what the Father said, but, but he's going to be on the cross soon and there's no one coming for him either. He has to go through this so that life can come out of it. He has to go in the tomb and so he can come out of it. So Jesus weeping caused the mourners to say, look how much he loved him. And others doubted it, overthought it. Isn't he the one who opens blind eyes? Why didn't he do something? can't we do that sometimes like why 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 overthinking it overthinking it what 
Just bring me to where it is. Bring me to where the problem is. Then Jesus, with intense emotions, came to the, to the tomb, a cave with a stone placed over the entrance, and Jesus says, roll away the stone. Isn't it amazing like Jesus experienced the stone rolls away and life comes out. Jesus was resurrected. He's got this in mind. It's not going to end in death. Remember, no one's going to, this is not going to be death for Lazarus. This is going to be glory. So we bring him to our, to our pain. We bring him to where we're hurting the most. Jesus says, show me where it is. And what's he saying now? He's bringing hope. I don't know, it could be different to you. Roll away the stone. That could mean something completely different to you. That's why I know that God is speaking to each of us right now, that his word is sharper. Roll away the stone. Let's get it out of the way. Let's get it uncovered. Martha says, Jesus, I've seen what's happening in there. Well, I know what's happening in there. My brother's body is decomposing. It's going to stink in there. But Jesus says, I don't care how messy it gets. I don't care how dirty it is. I don't care uh, even if it's breaking the rules of the time where I can't be around a dead person. I don't care if it's going against the rules. I want to get in there. Open the tomb. Jesus is speaking that to me. This is who he is. Roll away the stone. Martha says, no. I don't know if this is a good idea, but Jesus looks at her and says, didn't I tell you that if you believe in me, you will see God unfail his power? Now, Pastor Steve spoke a little while ago about believing and not doubting. That idea of not doubting is just pointing your belief somewhere else, right? Uh, Martha's like, but it's going to stink in there. I don't think that's a good idea. Jesus says, just believe in me. Just just trust me in this. (laughs) Wasn't it? Where's my scriptures? Should have put my Bible up here, Steve. It's a different translation. It wouldn't work. <laughs> um, because now you have an opportunity to see who I am so that you will learn to trust in me. Trust in me. Trust in me. Believe in me and you'll see God unveil his power. So they rolled the stone away. The stone's gone and, and Jesus gazes into heaven, speaks to his father, says, Father, thank you that you have heard my prayer. For you listen to every word that I speak. In some versions it says that, Father, thank you for hearing me. And I've said this so that everyone else knows that you listen to me. Now so that when you ah, now so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to this earth as your messenger, I will use the power that you have given me. Again, this is the Passion Translation. You may not have heard it this way, but I love how it brings it out. And then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out. It's amazing when Jesus turns up and something happens. Then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. He still had the grave clothes tightly wrapped around him. I wonder what the people are thinking at this stage. What are they thinking? Um, I he's dead. He, he's, he's dead. He's walking. He's like we're waiting for something to come dripping out of the tomb, I'm, I'm sure. Like that's gross. But he comes walking out of the tomb and, and he's bound up though. He's, he's still not free. He's, he's, he's like, I've still got some of the dead on me. And Jesus says, unwrap him and let him loose. I don't want him tied up anymore by the past. I want him set free of that. 
So he doesn't just show up at your place of pain. He doesn't just tell you, I'm going to get with you and I'm going to be with you where you stink and you're the worst and you're disgusting. I'm still going to be there with you in this, and I'm going, to, I'm going to hear you. I'm empathetic with you. I feel your pain. But he's also going to unwrap you and take away that and move that into the past and say, let's get out of here and let's go on in the future. Now, you may not see that right now. You may not be in that place where you're out. You may be. You may be, yes, I know what that's like. But Jesus is showing us who he is through this, who he is, so that you can trust in him. And I know the Spirit's working on you just like he's working on me because we need to trust Jesus if we're going to hear him say, come out. Unwrap him and let him loose. And there's only a few verses later where um, Mary is at Jesus' feet and she's anointing him with oil um, it's got to be as, a, as another way of saying thank you, but it's also preparing him for his burial in the tomb as well. I mean, how beautiful is that? And, and then a few verses later, okay, pull it together. I'm de-shackled. Uh, um, that Lazarus is stirring up such a, a commotion where he is because he's alive again and he's bringing life to people around him that the, the Pharisees and that who are trying to deal with Jesus are now also trying to deal with Lazarus. Oh, now we've got two problems we're trying to deal with here. Yeah, you've got two problems and you've got a whole lot more because when we, when we are set free from Jesus, oh man, man, I'm going to cause a bit of problem for the enemy right now because, oh, I want to keep my head in the ground. I don't want to make myself a target. You're already a target. If you're, going to, if you're going to be getting some trouble from the enemy, you may as well give him some as well. So, so Lazarus, Lazarus, who was dead, 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 and now alive, what part of you do you feel is dead? Where, where aren't you feeling anymore? That's the part that Jesus wants to deal with and show you who he is so that you can trust in him. Now, I know God's working here right now. That's the end of the scripture. It goes on. Please go and read it. Please take some time to chew on some scripture and see what God brings out to you. Because I'm, not, I'm nothing special apart from just listening to the Holy Spirit, right? So, and, and you, 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 you have the same spirit in you as, as what I do in me. Look at that. I can talk about my D-shackle now. So the strength of this D-shackle, right, is not in it being open. It's not, hang on, let me get myself straight here. So pretty strong little machines if you've ever used a D-shackle. I've used a carabiner clip on my kids' um, like slack line that we've got with all these things hanging from it and I like wind it up really tight. And the other day I'm like click, 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 click. Yeah, that's a bit more. And the thing just goes whack. <laughs> just like bent straight out. So I got this because I know there's strength in this. Not strength individually but strength. There's strength even. Uh, strength. Even on, that first, even on that first turn, there's strength. Um, so even, even a little bit, just, just grab a, grabbing a toehold of Jesus is just a little bit of strength. And it's enough. He's enough in that moment. But when he, when he works in your life and through that dark place, it's just getting stronger. Stronger come to the point where you're like Lazarus and, and you can take on the world you may not see where you are in that place right now but can you just close your eyes
I feel God wants to do something right now. And it may not take you out of where you are, but your perspective is important. How you see Him and how you trust in Him is important. And He wants to do something to help you to do that right now. He wants to do something, reveal something, show something through this. Father, for those who are seeking, be the answer right now. If you're knocking, he's opening the door. And he loves you. You are loved. You are just like Lazarus in his eyes. He loves you. He sees you. He cares for you. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.